and welcome back to the 72nd ever episode of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morlinson, and guess what? Greg is still down in the pick standings here in football. Yeah, but I, yeah. He's still down. He, he did all this trash talks and he was going to come back, and look what happened. SRV, man. Ruined me. SRV ruined me. You have something to say? No, I got nothing to say on that. That's it. SRV ruined my, my picks. I would have been down one if they would have won that game. Clayton Valley, they're the reason that I am uh, down in these picks and the standings. Well, don't pick against Clayton Valley. This week, too? Oh, they're playing De La Salle. So, oh. uh, you can't pick against De La Salle. So, so you're going with Clayton Valley? No, no you just, I'm going you, with De La Salle. You just said De La Salle <laughs> is going to lose to Clayton Valley? That's what you guys, Chris Jackson. You heard it here first. Chris Jackson <laughs> said De La Salle is going to lose. It wasn't me this time. It's all Chris Jackson. Someone's really twisting my words. I'm a journalist now. That's what, what I do. Okay, Skip. Try and try and try, trying to make it into you know my narrative. Okay, skip. Okay, Max. Okay, Stephen. No, Stephen A. Smith will never do that. They do that all the time. <laughs> they twist everything. You need the views, you know. Steph coughs at the podium, and somehow it's disrespectful. Yeah. I'd rather have Andre Iguodala take the last shot. Remember? Yeah. What what terribleness that was. And what did he do? He made it right. He's made a lot of last-second shots in his career. Yes, he has. And you know what? Andre Iguodala is more clutch than Steph, but that's a whole other topic of conversation. What? Are, you, are you serious right now? <laughs> he is. Andre Iguodala is more clutch than Steph? Is uh, that what you easy, just said? Did easy, I hear that correctly? Easy, easy. Bring back Andre. I mean, I'm okay with that. I like Andre. But he's not more clutch than Steph. No, he's not, but he's just clutch. Clutch. Very. Should not have won that finals MVP. He should have won that finals MVP. He changed the series. I mean, yeah, he changed the series. Steph won the series, though. Most valuable player was Steph Curry in the finals. All I'm going to say is they were down 2-1 to one before they changed that lineup. Whatever. I'm not getting into this. It was a series where Andre Iguodala's hitting pull-up jumpers. If Andre Iguodala's hitting one pull-up jumper, MVP right there. Steph Curry averaged, like, what, 26-6-6 and six in that finals? That's a chump change for Steph. That's the problem. Steph could do a lot more than that. That's the, everybody knows that. It's the finals. Yeah, and Andre Iguodala deserved that finals MVP. You're you're lying. This is you pulling a Stephen A. No, he really did. And then Kevin Durant deserved the other two. Oh my! <laughs> I'm telling you, mm. Steph did not deserve those finals MVPs over How those long? guys. Have we been recording for a half hour yet? Can I leave now? Yeah, we are at three minutes and five seconds. That's how long it took for you to me be done with this podcast. It's longer than usual. That's true. I'm tired. Yeah, so, I'm so we've tired. We've been to a lot of games, haven't we? Been to a lot of Saturday day games, a lot of night games, Thursday, Friday games. West Coast Preps has been, well, everywhere, global. At this point, we've been to every single game, feels like in the last five, six weeks. So check out all this content at westcoastpreps.com. We've had a lot of fun doing this and... Can't believe football's almost over. What do you think about a segment called nap time for this podcast? You want a nap time? Yeah. Nap time sounds like a great yeah, segment. Great. It could help you if you didn't go to bed at like 2 a.m. Why you gotta call me out like that? <laughs> That's not very nice. 
I went to bed at 2.30, not 2. Oh, Get it right. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, my facts were incorrect. I apologize for my sources. You have no sources. Facts. Your sources are wrong. I don't know. What are we talking about today? Well, James Wiseman's <laughs> out. The Warriors are done. They're, no, they're done because of James Wiseman, the guy that could barely impact a game ever. The one they run 36 pick and rolls, he's going to impact games. Well, I mean, they gave up four-point plays to Bradley Bill to lose games now, too, so it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. I don't, I, I don't want to talk about the Warriors anymore. I do. Let's talk about the Giants. I don't want to. I want to talk about the Warriors. Just swept the Colorado Rockies. They're 6-3, and three, their best start since 2016 when they were the best team in baseball for the first half. We don't celebrate first-half titles. You're right. You want to celebrate 2010, 2012, and 2014? <laughs> no, that was, that was a long time ago. That was a decade ago, bro. Why are we celebrating that anymore? When was the last time the A's won? Um, on MLB The Show 2020. Hmm. Yeah, no, those don't count. Though I'd like to think those count because I played a role in those. I didn't play a role in these things. Not in real life. Yeah, I don't think the A's would ever hire you. You're too expensive for them. Oh, yeah, because the A's are dirt poor. And, well, they're not poor. They're very rich, but they're cheap. Yeah, let's talk about the whole small you know market. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I was about to say, I'm very angry about that. The A's are not small market. You're in the Bay Area. For goodness sakes, you're not small market. That's my rant. You're, you're next to the San Francisco Giants, who's one of the most big market teams. You're literally 20 minutes away from them. That doesn't make you a small market because you moved 20 minutes to, to the east. You're in the Bay Area. That's big market. Yeah. Also, Same thing with the, the New Warriors, York Mets. When did the Warriors become good when they stopped acting small market? <clears throat> True. Right. I mean, now they're a big market and they suck, but, you know. Yeah, but, you know, that's a little bit of bad draft choices, bad coaching, just, just some bad luck with injuries. What are, I heard this rumor today. Steph Curry for Kawhi Leonard. Do you take it? No. Not Steph Curry is Mr. Warrior. About to pass Wilt in all-time points. So then who's gonna, who would be the Warriors point guard? Mm. Nico Mannion? Jello Ball. Turn him into a point guard. Get the third ball brother well, in maybe there. Maybe they could have taken the mellow ball instead of James Wiseman. The mellow ball would be the point guard. Wow. So so here we are questioning the James Wiseman draft pick now. Hey, mellow ball's good. That's all, That's all you ever do is just... Man, never mind. I'm not getting into this. Talk about the Giants. No, we're talking Brandon about the Warriors. Crawford, Foothill nobody, legend. Nobody cares about the Giants. Big weekend for Foothill. It was a big weekend for Foothill. It really was, wasn't it? But yes, it really was a big weekend for Foothill. They are... Well, the East Bay Athletic League Valley Division champions, their first league championship since 2015 when Matt Sweeney was the head coach. Ben Wooldridge, who's now at Louisiana, the former Fresno State quarterback, was Foothill's quarterback. Foothill waited about five, six years for this thing, and now Foothill pulled out a huge win over the weekend out of Livermore, 27-14. to Foothill was previously unranked. Livermore was number 14, a huge road win there. I mean, Foothill just controlled that game from the start. Went up 6 nothing, 13 nothing, then 20 to nothing there in the first half before Livermore started mounting a little bit of a comeback. Got it within 20-7. to Matthew Pulaski had a crazy one-handed catch in there in the corner of the end zone. Next Livermore possession, Sean Smith found Dylan Prusow in the back of the end zone for a score. It was 20-14, but Foothill got some big third-down conversions. This next drive, they scored at the end, made it a two-possession ball game later. They had a pick in the end zone, and Foothill sealed the deal there, but... For Livermore, you look at it, tough loss because it would have been Livermore's first league championship in 30 years. Livermore was looking for history, about as good of a team as, as it gets, right? They had all around the coaching staff, senior class, young talent coming up, a great quarterback. 
Livermore just got bested by Foothill in this game. And Foothill, all the credit in the world to what Foothill did in this one. Foothill is the real deal. They proved it. They're 4-1 now. Their first loss of the year was to Livermore. But you could say, hey, they're tied for that. But no, actually, that first game was a non-league contest against Livermore when Livermore won that game. 14-13 to this time around. Foothill got the last say. They got the revenge they wanted since week one. They've been on a hot streak, won four straight. The EBAL champions. Just put Jaden Payne, story of that game for Foothill. That running back, 31 carries, 159 yards, two touchdowns. He's tough. He's tough as nails. I'm not sure how he doesn't have college offers. After the game, he told me he wasn't – he doesn't think he's actually going to be a college football player, which is sad to hear because I was talking to one of his assistants over the weekend, and he actually heard from some people as well that are college coaches that said he's an FCS guy. He could play Division One football. And you watch him too. He's tough. He hits the holes quick, but he's also very patient. He's tough. He's got it all. He's one of the better running backs I've seen out of this league actually in a few years. But he had a big game. Nick Walsh was 9 of 12 in an efficient day for 120 yards. He also had two rushing touchdowns on QB sneaks. Noel Lombardi, 42 rushing yards. Actually receiving yards, my bad there. Kijon Simpkins had a great day at cornerback. Really physical corner for Foothill. He had a big day. Almost had a football. Fumble returned to the house, but refs blew the whistle there. It was ruled a pass from Livermore, so that was not going to be ruled a fumble. It would have been a touchdown made at 34-14, to but he had a big day. Foothill deserved that game. Their defense made some big plays, especially that first half when you hold Livermore and Sean Smith in that offense to zero points in one half. Livermore's always been a very efficient offense, dual threat, and they didn't score in that first half. Foothill was forcing three and outs, and they were running the clock, and they made it hard on the Cowboys. And now Foothill... Where's Foothill elite champion for the first time since 2015. They went back-to-back in 2014 and 2015 with Kyle Kearns, Isaiah Lanley, Isaiah Floyd were there. 2014, Isaiah Floyd, Ben Rogers, Cash Connolly, and all of those guys. And Matt Olson in 2015. And now, here you are. Foothill Falcons are back on top under Greg Cobner. You know, I haven't had enough Foothill Livermore. I want one more game. You want one more? You want I want the tiebreaker. You want a tiebreaker? Yeah, I want a tiebreaker. What's well, week seven? Just call it a scrimmage. I don't know. Week seven. We'll play neutral this time. One was at Foothill, one at Livermore. Now we have a neutral site. Where are we going to play the neutral site game at? The West Coast Press Facility that is in the works. We'll have it done by two weeks from now. That sounds great. Yeah, you guys yeah. can We haven't started it yet, but yeah. Yeah, conclude your season then. We've got the bleachers, the turf. It's going to be bigger than Allen High School's football stadium. Um... One day. Yeah, one day. We're, we're working on it. We're yes, we are. But Foothill, all the credit in the world to the Falcons because yeah, the Foothill they're Falcons, champions. they're champions. They are now in the Bay Area football rankings. I know some of their players were asking about that after the game. Well, you know what? Like I told you guys after that game in your huddle, you all are ranked now. They are. You earned it. <clears throat> they are. They've had a great season. Four yeah, it's and a one. special one. Um, you know, like you said early in the year, uncertainty You know, would probably be the best word for Foothill. We weren't sure exactly who they were going to be. Um, maybe the extended off season helped them, you know, help their kids get more prepared for the season and a tough loss week one to live more team and then have gone off and won four straight since then. Um, and you know, one more game possibly here against Amador Valley, the crosstown rivals and what a great season for Phil. I mean, that, that's about all you can say about their season this year. It's been an incredible season. Yeah. They executed really well. And the funny part about this junior class is when they were freshmen, they went one and nine. 
on their freshman team and what's happened this junior class has gotten better they've got multiple recruits in this junior class like a Kenny Olsen who we featured on the website last week the son of Greg Olsen the Raiders is offensive coordinator you've got just a ton of studs in that class right and now Foothill well but the way they've responded under Hobner these last couple of years and they're a league champion in the East Bay Athletic League one of the toughest leagues out there and we went to some other big games as well some other league championships Thursday night I was at Los Gatos Wilcox we'll get into that in a minute but first we'll go into the other EBAL championship game that Greg was at Clayton Valley traveled to San Ramon Valley in a top 10 matchup. I would say this was the most well-executed, well-played, well-coached game I've been to all year long. Um, two top 10 teams going into this week. They're number 7 and 8. Um, and now San Ramon Valley just outside the top 10 looking in. And Clayton Valley back to their preseason ranking number 5 after becoming champions of the Mountain Division in the East Bay Athletic League. What a game it was, and it started off San Ramon Valley really dominating in the first you know, couple of possessions of the game. An eight-and-a-half-minute drive to start off the game, and just looked like they were going to dominate the front line of Clayton Valley for all night, the rest of the night. But Clayton Valley, after the Jack Quigley fumbled, snap, crazy scramble to get into the end zone... Um, kind of what Jack Wigley does all the time to go up 7 nothing. Clayton Valley fought back in 17 unanswered points for Clayton Valley. Going up 17-7. to And then some late game heroics by San Ramon Valley just proved to not be quite enough. Um, and Clayton Valley ended up being champions on what's really been a historic run for them in the last two years. This senior class has really done a lot. Uh, winning the state title last year. Dylan Seeley was the MVP of that game. Omari Taylor has had a great few seasons as well. Um, you go up and down that roster, you have a lot of great and very talented players um, on the field. And yeah, Willard Jr. had two touchdowns in this game, uh, one on a reverse and one a reception from uh, quarterback Bush. It was a great game, though. I mean, there's a well-played San Ramon Valley had multiple opportunities there at the end of the game to really come back and finish off the game. Um, but give credit to Clayton Valley's defense, that high-powered offense, which we've talked about their weapons on San Ramon Valley many times, J.P. Murphy, Madrid, Ridley, you know, all the way down to quarterback Jack Quigley and even Zadorian Artie. There was tons of weapons all over the field, and other than the first drive, they really didn't give up a whole lot. Um, it was a frustrating night for San Ramon Valley, and some of that started to come over um, to the sideline at the about the third quarter. They fought back just a little bit, but just not enough for San Ramon Valley. So Clayton Valley's champs. Yes, sir. He's one of those teams. Even if a meltdown's incoming, they do fight back. That's one thing. That's what happened in that Cal game, right? There were a lot of situations you were looking at San Ramon Valley, thinking, "When's it all going to fall apart?" But they fought back, and they had that crazy game to beat Cal a week before. They almost beat Clayton Valley, but Clayton Valley. Last year, they had won a state championship, NCS, NorCal titles, got the trifecta there, but the one thing they did not have was an East Bay Athletic League title because they were 5-5 five and five in the regular season. Of course, don't forget that really, really incredibly tough mountain division in the E-ball. 5-5 five and five in that league will give you about 9-1 and one in almost any other league pretty much out there in the entire country. But Clayton Valley, the one knock against him here for just outside was, well, when are they going to win E-ball, right, in their new league? And what did Clayton Valley do? Well, the senior class has gotten it all. They've got a league title, a section title, a Northern California title, and a state title on their resume. They got it all. It's exactly what Dylan Seeley, Amari Taylor, 
Jake Kern, Tyler Sharp right now, all those seniors at Clayton Valley really want. You look at their stats, Amari Taylor with 109 rushing yards, also finished with 140 total yards because he had 31 receiving yards on five catches. Look at Rasan Woodland, had 16 receiving yards, 15 rushing yards. Dylan Seeley, the big game, also 39 rushing yards. Just tough, old-school player. He's You look at him, he's got to be getting an offer from somewhere. He's too good, too great of a leader, too hard of a worker. Just overlooked. It's yeah. it's sad. To We've say, talked about it many times. But he's way too good to not have some bigger offers, some Division One opportunities because he's. I think we spoke actually at breakfast this morning. He's an old school player, yeah. and he's exactly what you want in a linebacker, a fullback. He's a leader. He's strong, and he's going to be that kid who's going to rub off on everybody else with his work ethic and his desire. Yeah, I mean, he's just a leader. He's going to get everyone in the right position, and he was the one saying, you know, before the final play of the game. You know, one more play before we get a ring. One more play, making sure everyone was in the right spot, making sure everyone was ready. You know, don't lose focus because obviously it was a, a last-second um, hurl to try and get to the end zone and quickly scrambled for about what seemed 25 seconds in the backfield trying to find a way to get the ball downfield. Uh, and then J.P. Murphy somehow caught the ball, but, you know, they were still at the 30-yard line. But, I mean, it was Dylan Seeley was the one making sure everyone was right. I mean, he's just a leader on the field, and he's a big reason as to why Clayton Valley is champs this year. And, you know, the, to your point, they were talking a lot saying, like, you know, we felt like we were discredited even though we won the state title because we didn't play well in e-ball last year going 5-5 five and five in the regular season. They had that chip on their shoulder coming in this year, and they really wanted to prove a point. That's saying that they belong in this division. They belong in the league. And they did that this year. Yes, they did. I mean, they they proved it more than you really ever could at that point. Clayton Valley's a league champion, a state champion, section champion, Northern California champion. They've got it all. It's great for that senior class to go off and get one more game, though, against number one, De La Salle. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's been a crazy year. Anything can happen, right? We've This is about as crazy of a year as you're ever going to see on this planet. I've picked against Clayton Valley twice now this year. I think I'm going to do it one more time. Sorry. Not being Dale. Dale is just unbelievable. There's no... You already picked Clayton Valley, remember? I did not pick Clayton Valley. That's, they, that's what it sounded like. There's no shame in losing the Dale Salle. I know you don't want to lose, but there's literally no shame in losing the Dale Salle. What it sounded like. sounded like you picked Clayton Valley Charter to beat Dale Salle. That is a false lefied. So you're saying Dorian Hell, Zeke Barry, Lumagia Hearns, they're not going to win? I never Next once week. said that. I never once said that. Pretty sure you quoted I was that. the I'm one sure this entire that said De La Salle is better than everybody else, and you were the one going against it. Pretty sure that's a direct quote, saying all, <laughs> the, all those no, all those amazing that athletes that. that De La Salle has is going to lose. I'm the one that's been on the De La Salle hype train from day one. You were not. You were not. There's no going. hype train. They've won for 30 years. You're that's not one, a hype train. You were the one that said that they were done. You were the one that said I didn't say they were done. You said Pittsburgh was going to be But they're going to lose at some point. They're going to lose. I've heard that my entire life, and they haven't. You're right. We have not seen De La Salle lose once. No. That's We've crazy. heard that forever, and they haven't. So is it actually going to happen? It's going to happen. When? In like 2157? No, no, no. Sometime in the next... Not this year. I think they, they're going to be Clayton Valley. That's, that's done. But 2022, 2023, there's a chance. There's two teams. We've talked about it. There's two teams out there that Sarah I think can Pittsburgh. beat them. Yeah. I think there's two teams out there that, that could beat them. And neither one will. Neither one will. And 
Well, both those programs are immensely talented and very well coached, but De La Salle <clears throat> is a different level, man. And there's something about that De La Salle factor that comes in, and it gets a little scary early on. Pittsburgh pride. It's a whole different sort of pride. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know if that's a saying, but Pittsburgh pride's now a thing. That's that's Pirate their... DNA is what they usually say. I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay, I, like, okay. I kind of like their Twitter. Or, what about Padre? Padre what? Sarah. They, what Sarah doesn't need anything. They're too good for that. Yeah. They're above sayings. Yeah. yeah. They're above winning championships. That's boring. They're above winning championships. Well, they could win a championship in the open division against De La Salle here in the next couple of years. De La Salle might go on a two-year run of not winning any state titles. Okay, that's... Or, well, they haven't won a state title in a few years. Well, I, was, I didn't mean to say state Northern title. Northern California. Northern California title. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that Southern California football scene is insane, too. So they've lost to Modern Day and St. John Bosco with some of the best teams ever assembled. No shame. Yeah, no, no shame. Literally no shame in that whatsoever. Yeah. But we'll go into some other league championship games that we were at this weekend, too. Friday night I was at Campolino securing a league title when they beat Los Lomas. Campolino now 5-0. and Huge for the senior class because I know they were waiting for this. They had a lot of great juniors on their team last year. They're now seniors. Campolino was went through a lot, right? They didn't think they'd have a season for a long time. They didn't think the special season would come to fruition again. But you know what it did? They went through some adversity, unfortunately, during the season with one of their players, Elijah Clock, losing his father tragically a few weeks ago. Campolino was rallied together through everything. And it showed against Los Lomas. Campolino went down early, and they fought back, and they won that game 38-28. to But the star of the show was Maxwell Weaver, the Davidson signing receiver defensive back. He had 146 receiving yards and a touchdown on seven catches. He had a big 64-yard run sprinkled on that game as well. He just did everything. His matchups, just you got him in one-on-one coverage, and that was it. You know who the ball was going to. His quarterback, Jacob Grissell, was 11 of 20 for 244 yards and two touchdowns. Dylan Toms, once again, a workhorse, 24 carries, 101 yards and three touchdowns. Max Heffernan had a 58-yard touchdown catch. Joey Schmidt, two catches for 34 yards. And then you look at Los Lomas' stats. Frank Payne, a really good running back, 11 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. You've got Jermaine Land at 35 rushing yards and then also 84 receiving yards and a touchdown. But Camp Linda got what it always wished for. They're a league champion. Now they're 5-0, one of the top teams in the Bay Area. Now a top 10 team in our rankings. So check that out at westcoastpreps.com. And also shout out to Camp Linda for playing Country Roads after the game again. No, after no. After everyone, they play Country Roads. No, no, and you know no. what? You've got it. You've got to love it. You've That's got to why give, I've never been you've there. You've got to give Camp Lindo all the credit in the world for that. See, I knew there was a reason I never went to Camp Lindo's campus. They play and Country that's the Roads reason. after every game. It's, it's terrible. It's beautiful. I, that's I hear, terrible. I hear it and I start tearing up. All of a sudden, I see you're a Camp Lindo fan. That's why I've seen you wear Camp Lindo gear all I week. I have not worn Camp Lindo <laughs> gear once. No, I have not done that. We remain professional at West Coast Preps. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. We do. We do. But I do like the country roads. Out that's awful. That's a, that's a great thing. It's terrible. I know yeah. Jason Party loves that, too. Oh, you, you don't want to hear about that? You don't no, I don't want to hear about CSM, Jason Hardy, and his San Mateo love. I don't need to hear that right now. You don't want to hear San Mateo love? No. Why? I just don't. Hardy, Hardy's just always got something to say. Well, yeah, because you say some ridiculous things. So you I say ridiculous yeah. things? What have I said that's ridiculous? A lot of things. I just, a lot of I've given Sam and Tail plenty of love. Not enough. 
Not enough love. No, I, I, I would think that. Did I not just pick Sarah, who is from San Mateo, to beat the team that hasn't lost in 30 years? You haven't given Sarah enough credit all you got. Sarah's still going to lose the pit, probably, but it's fine. Exactly. There goes your Sarah slander. That's why Jason Hardy does not like you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just kidding. Jason Hardy loves you and your family, but Greg does not like the whole country roads aspect. No. Greg is just. Great song, but I mean, come on. We don't need to hear that all the time. It's like a you know once a year type thing. What we need is the San Diego Superchargers theme song. That should be our new intro, huh? Yeah, haven't listened to that one in a long time. I know what a great song, actually. I missed that. It's a great song. It's been a while though. Yeah, even though they're not in San Diego anymore, but it's hey. all they're always going to be the San Diego Superchargers. I though. still call them San Diego Chargers. That's not the same. Call them LA Chargers. No, it's not. They, or, you know, go back to the St. Louis Rams. L.A. Rams isn't right. Yeah, I know. It doesn't sound right. Yeah. All the changes lately. I don't like it. No more Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. The world's changing too much. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Anyways. But Camp Lindo. I went to their first game against Freedom, and they struggled a little bit in that game. Freedom played really well. Um, yeah, I think, you know, opening game jitters, I think that was a big thing for a lot of these teams this year. Um, I think the first game for a lot of these kids was tough. It's been a long time since they've been on the football field. Um, but, hey, what a great season they've had. Uh, a big win against Akalani's a few weeks ago as well. They've had a tough schedule this year, and they've persevered through every roadblock that they've had, and obviously some big ones, as you mentioned, with Elijah Clock um, and the passing of his father. Well-deserved, and you know, we'll see if they can finish off the undefeated season this year against Miramonte. 6-0 would be a, gr- a great accomplishment for this team this year and a very, very well-deserved league championship. Yes, definitely would be. And check out Maxwell Weaver's feature. actually came out on the website yesterday at westcoastpreps.com. He took a year off from football as a sophomore, just focused on hoops. And Camp Lona won state titles, right? He was he was a hooper, strictly a hooper. And he came back to football. His coach, Kevin Macy, told the players after the game when he was going through each senior, just giving them all just – his like gratitude to them after they won a league title being like Davidson was coming out to the west coast looking for some guys right and he said well, I don't know if it's true but I've heard that well this kid Maxwell Weaver might be coming back to football he's a guy you guys should keep your eye on well he came back to football and did it sure work out because he's going yep. to division one yeah and it's about as good of a story as it gets and then we'll go into some other games too you on Friday night you were at Van Dance Armijo I know a lot was on the hearts of Vanden players on Friday evening there and there when at Armijo, but just go into what you saw from that game. Yeah, I mean, there there was something more important than than football um, in that game for sure. Um, it was a tough game to play for for the Vanden team as uh, they had something happen to one of their teammates, um, Daniel Hughes, who um, is still fighting right now um currently and the brothers his brothers came out and played for him um it was basically just a big you know ceremony and playing for their teammate number nine um they brought out his jersey pre-game um before the game at during the kickoff they did a little ceremony with his jersey um so while the game they went out there and dominated i mean that was basically it they went out there and just absolutely played the game of their lives for one of their uh, great teammates who is a great player as well. Um, 
So it was it was an emotional night for a lot of the teammates. Uh, talked to a lot of the kids after the games, and they said their motivation is just to do it for Daniel at this point, and that's going to be the theme for the final game that they play this weekend and I think for a lot of them going throughout the rest of their lives just do it for Daniel um, definitely something that they you don't ever want to see any team go through or any person go through um, so it's unfortunate the events that have happened but I think that they're rallying together and you can see just how close you know football teams get and how much of a bond and a family it really is you know they're all all brothers and it's just a huge family out there so um definitely not great circumstances but they're they're rallying through and now they have one more game left and like I said they're just doing it for Daniel at this point yes they are and our thoughts go with Daniel Hughes's family his yeah. teammates his brothers sisters everybody that's really sad that what occurred to him unfortunately was shot and that's about as sad as it gets I'm glad I'm glad he's still alive it shows you how tough that kid is right that, but it's as tough as the story as it gets we really do hope he pulls through and gets to play football again someday. Gets to just live his normal life with his teammates and go back to school and play sports. Just do yeah. anything. Go to get some burgers with his friends. Anything. Go to the gym again. We just Daniel Hughes is obviously in our thoughts, and we really wish him a speedy recovery. We're thinking about his family, his friends, his teammates, the whole community out there in Fairfield Advance. I know a lot of people are close friends with him and pretty much family to that kid. And we're thinking about all of you guys. We hope really hoping that he gets through this and we know that he will yeah he's a strong he's, he's a fighter and we've seen him a few times that showcases here and there and we know he's a fighter he's a great football player had an offer to nau um great football player and I, i'm i'm rooting for him to fight through and i think he will he, yep. he's a really tough competitor and i think that's going to show yes he, he will definitely fight through this and We'll see Bandon win some more games there for their teammate there to end this season. Yep. And we'll go into another game you were at, too. Bellarmine against number four Valley Christian in some WCAL action. How was that game Saturday? You know, it started off almost, I I thought the game almost had an upset alert feel to it. You know, Bellarmine was really energetic. They had momentum on their sideline early as the defenses were playing great. But you could feel just a little bit of momentum coming towards Bellarmine's side. But just a few key mistakes on snaps for punts. And we saw the viral video last week. Um, and he tried to do it again multiple times. But he just couldn't do it. And ultimately that was the, the turning point in the game. Was, you know, you couldn't get the punts off. Couldn't get the snap and couldn't get it off. And he saved a safety with a great play. But in hindsight, maybe the safety would have been the better play because at that point they got the ball at seven yard line and then Jackson Berman ran it in for a touchdown to go up seven nothing. And from that point on, it was all Valley Christian. Um, you know, the momentum changed. Uh, a little frustration on the sidelines of Bellarmine and Valley Christian played great defense of the Andy Etock, Dominic Oliver. You know, the great defensive players, William Cuddy, the great defensive player that they have on that field. There's a reason they're the number 14 right now in the Bay Area because the talent that they have on the field is amazing. So at that point, give it to Jerry on Dickey a few times, run the ball like Valley Christian does, like they've always done in that run-heavy offense, and now 36 nothing game. It, it was really just a chain of events from early on to one mistake that just funneled into – what ended up being a blowout loss for Bellarmine. 
Yeah, the Jolly Christian just made enough plays their running game. He got some big games from some of the running backs as they've done all season and pretty much for the last 20 years of Valley Christian, right? So they get the win. We were also at Pittsburgh's game against Deer Valley, an easy win for Pittsburgh, 67-8. Went up real quick there with two safeties, some touchdowns. Jaden Rashad, Eli Brickhand, each three for four touchdowns. Jaden Rashad also had a rushing score. Dayton Pearson, have to say, is one of the most underrated players in the Bay Area. He's really good. I saw him for the first time in Heritage uh, when I got to go to that game. That kid is good, 100%. For sure. I think one of the most underrated running backs in the league, or in the Bay Area, I should say. Yep, no, he definitely isn't. Well, he had 111 yards on seven carries. He Not bad. Became another 100-yard game for him, so Pittsburgh got the win. Um, do you have any other takeaways from the weekend before we move on to our next segment? Pittsburgh 2023? Pittsburgh That's all I a fellow 2023 prospect from that region? Nate Bell had a big game. What a game Liberty. he had. Winning against Freedom in the Bell game, Nate Bell over 300 yards, a sophomore quarterback. He's another sleeper prospect out of the Bay Area. Yeah, I mean, Nate Bell, another one. We've talked about the 2023 class in general, but you go to the BVAL and just go to that one small region over there. That 2023 class is insane. BVAL might be you know, up there with WCAL and Ebal. We've talked about those being the top two to two leagues, I should say, in the area. BVAL in 2023 might be right there as a close third, you know, and maybe even fine for those top two spots because they have a ton of talent. Heritage, Liberty, you know, Antioch, Deer Valley, and all of them have talent in that 2023 class, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see where that league goes. Obviously, Pittsburgh winning it this year as they won this game to stay undefeated in league play for this year. Great takeaway for sure. Nate Bell's going to be a good one. He's a great quarterback, great athlete. Um, other takeaway, another quarterback is Nick Bandanza for Branham, who threw for almost 500 yards on Friday night of this past weekend. What's he getting an offer? I'm not sure. Well, you know, Sac State was looking at him. They said they needed a few more games. So there's going to be something coming his way, I'm sure. You know, he's had a great year leading all of the, the section in uh, passing, I believe, right now after this big game. Um, so he's having a great year for sure. They did end up losing the game. But Branham's had, coming off a great year last year, uh, lost a lot of seniors. So very young. Very young team. They've played well this year, um, for sure, for how young they are. So uh, some things to look forward to for Branham. Yeah, you look at that, there's a lot of 2023 kids, but Branham's also got a good future there. Nick Bandanza's going to graduate, but they have a young quarterback coming through, William Augustine, who they're really high on. So Branham's got some stuff coming in through the works there. Going to our football rankings for a minute. Some new teams entered the rankings you look at it, Foothill, Vacaville, and El Cerrito are all in there now. Some other teams made some big jumps. Clayton Valley is now a top five team, so check that out at westcoastpreps.com. And now our men's athlete of the week from Vacaville High School, the number 24 team in the Bay Area, Darion Leon Guerrero, in a 63-8 win over Rodriguez. He had 18 carries for 298 yards and five touchdowns. That's it? That's it? What, are you, what more are you looking for? I didn't even get to 300 yards. I mean, come on. It's terrible, isn't it? It's just awful. I mean, two nine, what, you said 298? Yeah. That's it? Come on. I need at least 300 next time. Give him, give him two more yards. That's that average per carry. Yeah. And do some math for me. You're the math major, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. What, do you take algebra last year? Um, I haven't taken algebra in years, <laughs> and I don't want to ever see algebra again. <laughs> yeah. He averaged 16.6 yards per carry. Uh, see, I, I need that at 20. need it at 20. 20 yards per carry. Okay, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. 
Only five touchdowns? I need at least seven. You know, I, I'm all for high standards, but that's ridiculous. That's that's, <laughs> that's asinine. Yeah, he's athlete of the week for a reason. That's an incredible game. Almost 300 yards, five touchdowns. Absolutely insane and well-deserving of an athlete of the week and a blowout win that they just had. And now the 24 team um, in the Bay Area. Yep, Vacaville's up there. El Cerrito's in there undefeated. El Cerrito's outscored opponents 162-7. to Okay. Really? Yeah, Pinot Valley was the first team to score on them. Wow. This year over the weekend, which was still a forty-eight to seven win. Not bad, not bad. No. I think that's pretty good. They're, they're twenty-five now, so I mean, there's a reason. Yeah. You know, we don't just throw teams in there just to throw them in there. No, pretty, pretty dominant performance so far this season. Yeah, they're they're doing some good things there. It's pretty obvious. They've got a loaded secondary, and you mentioned Robert Freeman, Cole White, Mark Edwards. A lot of talent on that football it's, field. Oh, it's nuts what they've got going on there. Also, is going to be very good the next few years in football as well. You know, Heritage, where's Heritage at right now? We have it at 23. Is that Heritage, correct? You want to see where Heritage is? I want is to right see now? where Heritage is. Heritage is at. is at 22. 22. And they're playing Liberty this weekend in the Brentwood Bowl. You know, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they're better than number 22. Now I'm thinking about it. I know we've talked about this for a long time. These rankings are very hard to make right now when we get down to oh, this the 15 to 25. Oh, this weekend very interesting. There's a lot of interesting wins that Even, change the complexion. This is the most changes we've ever made yeah. in rankings. The top four has remained the same all year from from day one. Yeah. And it's because those teams are the top four yep. teams. Clayton Valley is inching their way to Valley Christian, I think, but I don't think they're going to catch them. Yeah. But from 5 to 25 is the hardest rankings we've made. Because now I'm thinking Heritage. I mean, where they're 4-1. and one, Yep. And I I think that's a loaded roster. Yep. But Liberty might beat them this week. I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to pick in that game. No, we'll, we'll just have to find out. How many games are we going to pick this week? <laughs> I got three games to make up. I think we should pick every game in the Bay Area. Every single one. You're going to pick like 85 games? Yeah. <laughs> I need to make up three games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg's trailing. He wants to try to make this thing up, but we had a good week too. The problem is you're just—I uh, don't know. I'm, I think we should pick every game. You're just sensitive to the fact you're losing. Can we talk about McClymans for a second too, and how many, how much they've outscored oh, the, how their they opponents? Allowed the point this season. Yeah, yeah. At, um, one seventy-nine to nothing. Not bad. Not bad. Do you think they give up a point at all this year? No. They got two games left, right? They don't give up a point. No, not a single one. Not even like a safety, just because they feel bad? No. Yeah, you're probably right. And then Bishop O'Dowd's moving up, too. David Perry's doing a great job at 3-1. and one, Beat James Logan 20 to nothing. That was a surprising score, you know, Friday night. Um, didn't make it to that game, but very surprised by the Bishop O'Dowd score. We both thought that would be a one-possession game. Yeah. Bishop O'Dowd, without their starting quarterback, too, and that's a reason they're now a top-15 team, in the Bay Area, you got some talent. Um, you're going to have the finalist for Coach of the Year here in a couple of weeks, but you got to think that their coach is going to be in the top three, I believe. Yes, you do. So we'll have finalists coming up here in a couple of weeks, too, so stay tuned for that. But Our next episode, we'll be getting into some more previews of the weekend. We'll be getting into some our latest baseball rankings coming up, some more athlete of the week. Our women's athlete of the week will be coming up, but it looks like Greg's got his hand up. You want to go into game of the week voting real quick? Yes, let's go. It's a big week got, for that. It, it, there's a lot of rivalries, right? It's rivalry week, so we've got 15 games you can vote for. 
It's the final week of the season, yep. guys. So we're we're vote letting... for your school. Vote for your school. Okay, we're gonna, we'll go through this. Menlo Atherton Kings Academy, Liberty Heritage, Redwood Marin Catholic, Antioch Pittsburgh in the Big Little Game, Petaluma Casa Grande, Clayton Valley De La Salle, Ocalani's Cal, Monta Vista San Ramon Valley, Granada Livermore, South San Francisco El Camino, Amador Valley Foothill, Napa Vintage, Gilroy Christopher, Los Lomas Benicia, Branham against Lee. It's a lot so of vote. good games this week. So vote. Vote. People vote. We Let's don't care where we go. I don't, I don't, I'll go wherever. But it doesn't matter because Chris is going to want to go to the game. So send him wherever you want to go. Vote. I Just go vote. Yeah, just vote. Pick where I go. Have fun with it, people. Yeah. There's a lot of good games this week. You know, we're trying to put extra teams in there. It's the final week of the season, so go out and tell us where you want us to go vote. Or go see, I should say. Yep, so vote for where you want me to go. There's 15 games. There's a lot of schools in this, so vote for your school to get a game covered. But until our next episode, be sure to follow all of our coverage on Twitter at West Coast Preps underscore. Subscribe to our YouTube page for our podcast interviews and everything else. I'm gone. So long. I'm gone, yeah, yeah.